what's up? I'm Molly, and this is my podcast, Really Recovering, where I am really recovering from my eating disorder. And I just use this as a platform to talk about all things eating disorder recovery and mental health. So today I wanted to talk about perfectionism, specifically like in eating disorders and eating disorder recovery, because I think I'm not alone in saying that I'm a pretty big perfectionist and food recently has become a huge, huge outlet for that perfectionism. And I think it's become a hindrance to my recovery in a lot of ways. Before I get started, I want to give like a quick content slash trigger warning. I am going to be talking about things relating to eating disorders. I'm going to be talking about rigidity and the idea of like counting calories or like looking at food labels. I'm not ever going to mention numbers and I won't go into detail, but if at any point in time you don't think that what I'm talking about is conducive to your healing, then please click off. I have a couple other episodes that you can look at if you would like, or, you know, just get off the internet and go do something that is helpful to your mental health. So perfectionism, I think it's something a lot of people with eating disorder struggle with. I actually read somewhere, I think it was in the book Sick Enough. Oh, I forget who it's by. It's it's by a doctor. Her last name is Gaudiani, I believe. But she talks about how perfectionism is actually a trait that can encourage eating disorders because perfectionism is very rigid and so are eating disorders. But honestly, I it took me a while to realize that I I even was a perfectionist because I think there's very much like a very clear stereotype about perfectionists in media you know like a type a very neat very organized person who always goes the extra mile on projects and like has a incredible resume for college and I'm not really like that I'm like an absolute slob. Actually, I'm not that bad. That paints me in a terrible light. I literally just cleaned my room today, but I'm not super neat. And while I do well in school, I don't really care about it all too much. So it never really, you know, stresses me out. And if I don't get an A, I don't, I don't really care. You know, it's to me, like school is not that big of a deal, but I guess I had to learn within the past few years that perfectionism is really just like It really only applies to what a person cares about. So, like, the reason that I don't really fit the stereotype of a perfectionist is because, like, I mean, I do care about school in the sense that I want to do well, but it's not the end of the world and it's not a passion I have. Same thing with, like, I don't know, like, being neat or, like, getting into college. Like, it's not necessarily, like, a passion of mine, though it is a goal. But for me, my perfectionism shows up in my relationships I notice that I'm very hard on myself in my relationships and I just want to be like the best sister, daughter, friend, girlfriend possible, you know? Also music. Music is a big one for me. I I don't know if I've mentioned this, but I've been singing since I was seven. I'm going to school for music in the fall. So music is a big part of my life. I actually used to go to boarding school for music too. So big part of my life. And I've spent a l- many, many a voice lesson like just freaking out over not being able to get a note in like the right tone or like get a riff with like the perfect agility. And when I was in boarding school, I think this is partially due to like the environment encouraging this and also partially just me, but I would I'd practice for like an hour or two every day just trying to get my songs to be perfect and trying to increase my range and like all the things. So 
yeah, music is definitely a big outlet for perfectionism for me. And as my eating disorder developed, food and my weight and my body and exercise also became an outlet for perfectionism, which makes a lot of sense if you think about it. Like the very, I guess, basics of what an eating disorder is, is like a hyperfixation on food and body and exercise in order to kind of garner a sense of control or a sense of safety or just as like a way to cope with everything that might be going on in the world around you. So when you develop an eating disorder, it is so easy to create all these rules that in your brain define what perfect eating looks like. So like in my eating disorder, like I developed a lot of safe foods. I developed what my brain considered like the perfect exercise routine. Um, I had calorie amounts and weights in my mind that I was like, these, these are goals that I need to reach. And if I don't reach them, I'm a failure. So yeah, pretty, pretty perfectionistic, right? And that mindset still followed me into recovery. And I think it's probably one of the hardest things for me to change or not change, but just learn how to deal with and learn to accept because it's, it's not necessarily a behavior. Like, yes, perfectionism can manifest in behaviors, but at the core of its being, it's a mindset and an outlook that is built on core beliefs about yourself. So when I first entered recovery, I remember being very, very rigid with meal plan and also sticking to a lot of safe foods because that was what my brain defined as perfect eating. And I don't think being in treatment helped this either because like they're also pretty rigid about the meal plan and treatment. And I, I understand why, because like it's it's for medical necessity, but man, all the time it was like the meal plan, the meal plan, the meal plan. I was like, okay. And I kind of got external reinforcement that told me like this fear I had of being under or over meal plan by even just a little bit was valid, even though, I mean, it was valid, but it, like it wasn't, it wasn't the goal and treatment kind of made it seem like the meal plan was end all be all. Also in treatment, I found myself comparing my recovery to the other girls in my units recoveries um I mean like just like them I was I was new to this whole recovery thing and I I really searched for like I guess an external sign to tell me like this is how fast you need to recover or this is how slowly you need to recover or like this is when you need to start challenging fear foods and this is when you need to do this um and I mean I did have some of that guidance just from like group activities and like obviously the dietitian controlling my meal plan and like helping me plan exposures. But for the most part, I was the one in charge of my recovery, which makes perfect sense. It's my recovery. It's my brain. It's my behaviors. I'm the one in charge of changing them and pushing myself and challenging myself. And obviously, yes, I have support. And there are times when I need to take charge and I can sense that I need to take charge and push myself. But I didn't really have that sense in, at the start of my recovery. Or maybe I did and I just ignored it in order to B 
be the perfect recoverer or like do the right recovery, even though now I know that that's not at all possible because everyone's recovery is very individual and unique to them. I also, since leaving treatment, have noticed that my perfectionism in recovery is like a hindrance to my recovery, which is very, very ironic because the perfectionism part of me is like, this is how I need to do recovery right. This is what's going to get me to be recovered in the best way possible. But by doing that, I find that I'm looking for external indicators and external sources such as the meal plan or like I'm on an ex- I'm on an exchange based meal plan so like following the exchanges to a T and eating safe foods and looking for other people to tell me when to challenge myself is like very much the opposite of the goal of recovery because not only are you looking to connect to your internal hunger and fullness cues into like to move into intuitive eating when you're in recovery, but you're also looking to connect with your emotions and other internal cues and just get yourself out of your brain all the time and more moving into like your heart and your soul, you know? So even though my brain is telling me this is how I need to recover perfectly, it's it's blocking me off from actually connecting to my heart and my soul and my body. And because of that, it is very important in recovery to try to let go of that need to be perfect and let me tell you right now that shit is so hard okay like for me personally as someone who has been like trying to attain perfection and like all aspects of my life for like several years unlearning that is like it's crazy man (laughs) um and I definitely have been attempting to unlearn that need to be perfect for a while now. When I was in middle school, I had this one voice teacher. She's lovely. She's a doll. Her name was Shannon. And so I would go into lessons with her, with Shannon. And I just, there would be sometimes some like bad days where I just, I wouldn't get it. Like I would not have the tone I wanted to have, or like I would make like the same sloppy riffs over and over and over again. And at the end of the lesson, when I'd like sing through the song, I'd be so discouraged because the song wasn't perfect. It wasn't how I wanted to sound. And she'd always just like look at me and tell me like, Molly, perfection is not attainable. Like you, I can tell you want the song to be perfect and that's not going to happen. You're human. You're not a computer with auto-tune naturally embedded into you. Like, of course you're going to make mistakes, but you're making progress and that's what's important. And so just trying to remember progress, not perfection, like that's kind of been my mantra for several years. So trying to remember that that is really the goal because she's right. Perfection is not attainable, be it like a perfectly in tune song or like a perfect day of eating or like the perfect friend or the perfect student. Like that's just what does that even look like? I wouldn't know. Like, no one in my life I know is actually perfect. No one does things perfectly, but they do them, and they do them good. And I can I can appreciate people who do things well while also recognizing that they're not perfect. So, like, why does that not apply to me, you know? 
So I guess ways that I'm working on not being perfect in recovery. I think the biggest one for me is meal plan flexibility. Because, man, that shit is so hard. Especially because the idea of like having like a perfect diet has been so like it's been the focus of my brain for so long just because like again like my eating disorder is so hyper fixed on food that like it's really hard for me to accept the fact that like a perfect day of eating is not gonna exist like even like embedded in the meal plan is like room for flexibility like I said I have an exchange-based meal plan and so like if you know anything about that like exchanges are not all the same and they're not exact like two different brands of bread both count as one starch exchange and even if they have varying calorie amounts they're still a starch does that make sense like they're like even within my meal plan it's like hard for me to like even envision like what would be perfect because no matter what every day of eating is going to look different and as i move back into intuitive eating like i have to like I can conceptualize that, but I have to fully accept that like every day will be different and there's not any standard for what would be a good day of eating or the perfect day of eating. And the only thing that is really genuinely guiding me is what my body wants and what I feel. And so back to the whole point I was making, just like allowing myself to be flexible with what I eat and the kinds of foods I eat and just like reminding myself that like there is no absolute right way to eat and then kind of going along with that embracing spontaneity because something I did in my eating disorder and I still do now is I very like meticulously plan meals and snacks because again I want it to be perfect I want to know what I'm gonna do and I want to meet all of those little mini goals that I set out for myself at the beginning of the day and I want to feel as though I've done something right or done something perfect when I like finish a day of meals does that make sense and so oftentimes both in my eating disorder and recovery I would turn down like random coffee trips or like spontaneous like going out to eat because it didn't fit into what I had already planned for the day and my brain would would and still does kind of get in a little tizzy about that so I've been trying to plan less even though it's scary <laughs> and it feels very out of control because I think for me perfectionism and control kind of go hand in hand it's like I need to control things so I can be perfect so yeah those are what I'm doing to let, let go of the need to be perfect. But here's how I'm trying to like rewire things internally. Because like I said, perfect is not attainable. And perfectionism, perfectionism comes from core beliefs about yourself. Um, so like maybe the belief that like you need to be perfect to be worthy of love or fear of failure. And so... That's more of like the inner child healing that I'm doing is like accepting that like being high achieving and like doing super good. First of all, being high achieving and successful does not mean being perfect. Even high achieving and successful people 
make mistakes and are not perfect. And that doesn't mean like the world is going to crumble around me or them or anybody's going to like them less or hate them. It just like it just means that they made a mistake and that's perfectly okay. And then also understanding that like the being high achieving and being successful are not what gives me worth. Like being perfect is not where my worth is derived from. And as such, not doing either of those things does not make me a failure because I'm still worthy regardless of whether or not I succeed because worth is intrinsic to every human being, right? Like you are worthy of love and care and nourishment simply because you exist. And so I have been trying to work on that actually through meditating i've actually i've been i've been getting into meditating recently anyways but yeah just writing and embracing and thinking and saying affirmations to remind myself that perfectionism is not the goal and that perfection is not a need and lack of perfection does not make me any less worthy and that my worth is intrinsic which I think for me is the hardest to accept I feel like I had to constantly be like doing 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 to be worth things but like I wouldn't apply that same principle to anybody else and same thing with like everything about perfectionism like I would not apply this principle of like you have to eat perfectly balanced or you have to practice the perfect amount or you can't make any mistakes in this song or your grades have to be perfect like I wouldn't say that to anybody else that's crazy and so learning that like I deserve the same care as everybody else is also crazy so yeah this is rather short and a little bit rambly but I don't know I think I think it needs to be said so basically to sum everything up you don't have to be perfect. Being perfect stupid. You know, just learn to love yourself and care for yourself and embrace that you're allowed to make mistakes. Okay, see you next time.